Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to talk today out of uh, two scriptures that I've really found over the last maybe couple of years to be uh, intriguing and have become a, a foundation for a the doctrine of victory in every area of my life. There's um, uh, if you if you've been a Christian for a while, if you've been around Christianity, if you've listened to if you've listened to um, Christian radio, you know that most of the stuff that's taught is not what we teach here on the podcast. Most of, you know, the, the, you know, we all go through difficult times and, you know, how many, you know, there's victories and then there's losses and then there's, you know, uh, but we just hold on because Jesus is coming back. You know, it's like this thing of, let's just, you get this idea of it'd be better to go like hang out in the woods in a cabin and just wait till Jesus to come back. Like try not to, we're really most Christian life it feels like people are just like trying not to sin until they die, right? Like, let me let me stay sin-free so I can make it to heaven. Our goal in life, yes, our number one goal is to make heaven. But we shouldn't be struggling. Our, va- our battle shouldn't be against sin and time. You know, I remember when I was a teenager, I would sin and I would repent and sin and I repent. And in my head, I was like, I got to make sure I repent before the Lord comes back. So I would be quick to repent. I'd, I'd sin and then I would, Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't leave it because I didn't want to like sin. And then uh, a couple days goes by and then the rapture happens or I die. And then the Lord's like, well, you know, I know you accepted me, but you know, you did sin that one time. You didn't repent yet, so I got to send you to hell, you know? And so this was the the thinking where we're supposed to mature. Uh, the first victory, the major victory that we win as Christians is the one over our flesh and over ourself. And then we're supposed to be useful for the kingdom of God. And so the people get stuck on the just battling. How many of you know we all struggle with sin every day? No, uh, speak for yourself. I don't struggle with sin. I, I, I've overcome sin. I've overcome living in sin, to the best of my ability, I please the Lord. Sin doesn't have dominion over me. And so now I enter a territory where my fighting is not against my flesh. My fighting is against to take territory for God, to establish the kingdom of God on this earth. So I'm going to start by reading Colossians 2. I'm going to read verse 13 through 15. And it says, You were dead because of your sins, and, be- and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away, then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed, everyone say disarmed, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. And then Hebrews 2.15, I'm going to read from the Amplified, says, um, Let me read 14. Since therefore these his children share in flesh and blood, in the physical nature of human beings, he himself in a similar manner partook of the same nature, that by going through death he might bring to naught and make of no effect him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and also that he might deliver and completely set free all those who through the haunting fear of death were held in bondage throughout the whole course of their lives. There's two things that really held us back and why the the why wickedness could have its sway in our lives. And those two things were our sinful nature and the law. You know, the Bible talks in Romans an extent, and we don't have time to get into it here, but the Bible talks in the book of Romans how the law made us sinful. It's only by knowing the commandment that we became sinful. Sin wasn't actually sin. The only commandment God had given was to Adam, was not to eat of the tree. And so everything back then 
was then done by your conscience. There was no law given. There was no thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. So those things basically diagnosed the issue of the fallen nature. So there was no transgression. The Bible talks about in the book of the Romans. There was transgression means to go over and across, right? So the Lord said, don't eat of this tree. And Adam deliberately went against what God said. That's a transgression. That's sin. And so that was really the only commandment. Don't eat of this tree. So after Adam, there was no law of God, except the law that was in our hearts, which is called our conscience. So that was the age of conscience. But even though there was no law, there was still the nature that which was held against us. The reason why after Adam, all his offspring were under the curse of sin and death was their nature was fallen, was the curse of the nature. So it was, it was basically how demonic powers held the human humankind captive was the fact that we had a fallen nature and that we were under the sway of sin. The Bible talks about sin being a cruel taskmaster. And so this was what held us captive was this sin nature where it was like the the leverage that that the devil had against us is that we were under sin. We were a slave to sin. We were born into sin. Rather than being born of God like Adam was, made in the image of God without sin. That's why when Jesus came, they didn't have any part of him. D- demons couldn't just come, you know, and and people came inspired by demons and tried to kill him before his time and he just slipped out. They couldn't harm him. He actually chose to be on the cross. They didn't take his life from him. He laid it down willingly. And so they didn't have that against him. The second thing was the law, because the law made man sinful. The law was what diagnosed the problem. It's like you you can, the law was the, showed us, according to Romans, the law showed us that we're sinful. So by looking at the law, you realize, man, this is the law that I felt in my heart. So even people who don't know what the Ten Commandments are, they feel that in their heart. We know, you know, you can look worldwide and people know killing is not a good thing. It's a, it's a God-given conscience that's put in the heart of man. It's not taught. It's given by God. And so people know killing's wrong. You know, stealing from your neighbor is wrong. People know these things are put in the heart of man. Man is born with that conscience. And so that's really what the demonic powers had against us was the fallen nature and was the, the law. And the law was there to diagnose. It showed that we were sinful. But this is saying in Colossians 2, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. The King James Version says, it says, where did it go? There you go. Um, Now he is the And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all the trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. That's the law, which was contrary to us. It was contrary to our nature because our nature was fallen and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Verse 15, and having spoiled, that means disarmed principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphed over them in it. So what is he saying? I love this in in the New Living. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. The only reason sin had authority over you was because of your nature, because of the law. And Jesus came to fulfill the law and to give us a new nature. 
The Bible says, I've been crucified, Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that lives within me. When we got born again, we died with Christ. Colossians 2 says it here in verse 12, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who has raised him from the dead. So the reason why, if you like picture it in just a, 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 war, a, a combat idea, uh, in 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 the frame the framework of combat, if there's someone who has a sword and and handcuffs, and this is why they're always gaining victory over us, is because they have handcuffs and they had a sword. Jesus came to disarm them. So what did he do? He took away the handcuffs and he took away the sword. The things that they had against us, he took away. So demonic powers now have no more authority over you. Sin has no more authority over you. Sickness, disease has no more authority over you. Because the two things they had, the law has been fulfilled, and we're not under the law, we're under grace. And then our old sinful nature, they can't use that against us anymore. It's like, it was like the, the bribery when, when people get bribed. Hey, I know this information. If you don't do what I tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expose it. And then so people will go along and do things that they shouldn't do because the person's always threatening. Hey, if you don't do this, I'm going to expose this. I'm going to expose this. I have pictures of when you cheated and, and I'll expose it. And then you see it where people just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to expose it myself because I'm, I'm done. I'm done being, being t- uh, manipulated by this, by this thing that happened in the past. And so it is with us. When we, when we were subject to sin, to death, we were subject to poverty. We were subject to the works of the devil. Why? Because of the nature that we had and because of the law. And the law, the handwriting of ordinances has been blotted, blotted out. And then also the old nature. So when the devil goes to try and grab a weapon, he's got nothing against us. But if you don't know that, you, you, you won't know to walk in victory over him. If you don't know that you have the authority now, that now you're the one with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, that you're the one with the shield of faith. Non-believers can't use the shield of faith. They can't use the sword of the spirit. But as a believer, you can use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's why the Bible says in Galatians 3.13, you've been redeemed from the curse of the law, Christ being made a curse for us. Any curse that we were under because of the old man has been taken away. I'm not under a curse. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Satan has no more, praise God, Satan has no more dominion over me. Devil, you think you've got a a place in my life? You've got nothing. Anything that I've done wrong has been blotted out. And my old nature is gone. I'm I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new and all things are of God. Devil, I know you've been disarmed because Colossians 2.15 says it. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them, victory over them on the cross. And that's the victory that we walk in. I want to tell you, when the devil tries to come to say, hey, and tries to lure you back, you say, I'm not a person who sins. I've been delivered from that nature. Tries to tempt you with sickness and disease. I'm not a person who lives in sickness and disease. I've been free from that nature. This sickness has to come out of my body. This, this infirmity has to come out of my, 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 my body. I belong to the Lord. Any weapon that the devil had against me, Jesus has disarmed him. That means he's powerless to affect me. I'm in a place of dominion. The devil doesn't have dominion. I have dominion. 
The devil is powerless over me. Jesus disarmed the rulers and authorities. Satan himself could show up and knock on your door. And he couldn't do anything to you because he has no authority. It's like if someone was a, was an actual slave and you were a slave and you were owned by this slave master. You The slave master legally can tell you what to do. But if someone comes and buys you away, that slave master the next day comes to say to you, hey, do this and do that. And you say, no, I, I don't belong to you anymore. Jesus bought us back and he set us free. He broke the shackles. He broke the chains. Hallelujah. Anything you've been dealing with, I want to announce to you that you are free by the work of Jesus Christ, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Every demonic force at work in your life, every addiction today from this day forward is broken now in Jesus' mighty name. You are free in Jesus' name. Now give the Lord praise that you're free, that you're not bound by the devil, that the devil has no more weapons available at his disposal to use in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, what a wonderful God we serve. When Jesus said, it is finished, we step right into that victory. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you on the next podcast.